We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. Things aren't great at the other podcasts on the, or one of the other podcasts on the Eurostep Podcast Network right now, cruising for a bruising. To, to get our mind off of the Milwaukee Brewers, truly, after an uninspiring trade deadline and an even less inspiring series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, let's dive into the Bucks and I guess not talking about the Bucks team, but a lot of Bucks players on this episode. I'm joined as always by my refreshed co-host Rohan Kadi. He has a lovely raspberry lemonade. Uh, Rohan, hello. Hello. It's like you're not actually joined as always. I'm actually Rohan's twin, who's also named Rohan. What did I mess something up? No, it's just a new character I'm developing. All right. Okay. Um, I'm really. I have no idea what that's about, but we're just gonna. Keep on we just pushing. unlocked a new character. <laughs> we, yeah. we just unlo- we unlocked a new character. I thought I thought Eugene Hosutklu, who's also here, a Eurostep assistant producer, was going to be our newest uh, crew member. Eugene did join us for another pod previously, but apparently we've got Rohan's twin here as well. So uh, it's me and, and a couple of new guys on the show. But Eugene, how's it going? It's going really great. My summer is going great. I think it's one of the best summers I've had in the last years, especially because of COVID, but uh, yeah, it feels super nice to be here again. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you took time out of your busy, I mean, I think, you know, if, if Rohan and I spent our summers, like being able to wander the Greek countryside and go to other countries <laughs> of Europe, I don't know how many episodes of this podcast you guys would get. So thanks Eugene for taking some time out of that to record with us. We're going to discuss the Greek national team. So Eugene wrote a great article on the GSPN Substack. You can find that by going to gspn.info and read it where he really detailed a lot about the team, what's different, and what they're going to do this summer between World Cup qualifiers and Eurobasket. Or excuse me, yeah, it's Eurobasket. I did have it, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's also EuroLeague, which is different. Well, we'll get into all of it. But real quick, before we get to the Greek team, 
and which could feature all four Atetokounmpo's, which is very exciting. Um, we are doing another fun. It's a mailbag podcast, which we already did a mailbag podcast with our text line, but this one's different. So we are taking exactly one question from listeners, you all, the, the beautiful listeners of the Eurostep. If you want to text us a question, text GSPN to 31032. However, this podcast, you're really entering to be on, I don't want to hype it up too much, but a really kind of a star-studded panel. So what we did is we're reaching out to our favorite NBA podcasters and getting their biggest question about the Bucks going into next season. I won't say any names yet, but that show will drop next week. But we wanted to have one listener question in there too, the best of the best. So if you want to be among prestigious company, text your text, first text GSPN to 31032, and then you'll be able to reply with your big bucks question. So good luck to everyone who sends in a question. Uh, I know we, we've done some mailbags, but this is big picture for next season. What's really on your mind? So looking forward to seeing all the great questions we get from listeners and from our NBA podcaster friends for that. Yeah, for sure. Also, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening before we get on. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, leave a like. If you're on podcast platforms, leave a rating. Yeah, all that good stuff. Thanks for supporting the network. But uh, let's get down to what we really need to talk about. And like Ty mentioned, Eugene wrote a fantastic, fantastic article. Make sure you go read that, gspn.info or just direct link gspn.substack.com. Uh, you can find it there. But like Ty mentioned, we're going to be seeing some Bucks players in action. Uh, obviously, we're going to be seeing Giannis. Uh, we're probably going to be seeing Thanasis. We could see all Alex and Costas play. Uh, we also have some Mamu action. Where should we even start here? I think the best place is going to be looking at the roster itself, specifically relating to the four potential Atetekumpos. So I know, Eugene, in your article, you wrote that you thought, a certain, I think, was it 11 out of 12 spots are basically yeah, yeah. locks? So I, what I was interested by in this list and I can't, you know, say I'm familiar with all of the players discussed here. We will talk about some of the non-Atetokounmpo players on the Greek team as well. But you had both Giannis, Thanas, or all three of Giannis, Thanasis, and Kostas as locks. So obviously, I think Giannis and Thanasis are, especially to Bucks fans, maybe the two more proven of those players. But I want to start with actually Kostas and why you have him as a lock on this team. Yeah, I think it's because Greece doesn't have a lot of uh, big guys Right now, as it stands, uh, he had a great year in the EuroLeague. Uh, he played for Villarban in the French League. He also played in EuroLeague. And he was very good, especially in the first, um, in the first round of, uh, of EuroLeague. Uh, right now, as it stands, the backs don't have a lot of big guys. I think he's not just a traditional big guy. He doesn't have a lot of a post game, let's say. But um, I think they don't have a lot of options. And this is one of the reasons why he's going to be there and uh, primarily one of the reasons why Giannis is going to play a lot uh, at the five simply because they don't have a lot of bigs. Uh, Burusis, who was a legend, a Greek uh, basketball legend, used to play for the Greek national team, but um, he now retired. He was a sender. So yeah, they don't have a lot of options. I think his role is going to be important but uh, considering the fact that Giannis can play at the five, I don't think that he's going to be uh, playing in a very crucial moments. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioned that uh, it's like he's going to be like needed as sort of like a roster option in terms of size. It's just like, and correct me if I'm wrong. The last time that he was eligible to play for Eurobasket, he did not make the roster. Am I am I correct in saying that? Yes, he did not. He did not because uh, the last Eurobasket, I think it was uh, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. He was very young back then, and they had more options. Uh, he's coming from the best season of his career, obviously. So it's not that he's just there because they don't have a lot of options. He did play great at parts of Euroleague. So I think it would be it would be a very important thing for him as well to gain some experience and see if he can go to the next level. Okay, especially like it's 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 uh, interesting you say that, especially when uh, another guy who's on the roster, Jorgos uh, Papianis who has just been a dominant EuroLeague center. We talked about him, Ty, earlier this offseason uh, before he was uh, uh, before Serge Ibaka re-signed and threw off all our plans, including that podcast. But uh, he he's probably, like, I would assume that Pavianis is going to be seeing a lot of the minutes at the five for the Greek national team, right? Yeah, he's going to be the starter, okay. I think, yeah. So do you envision like a role for Kostas in terms of like a tertiary three third third level tie tertiary uh center in terms of like third string center realistically? If you want Giannis to be playing a lot of minutes at the five along with Papianas. So like you said, Kostas not gonna be really in a featured role, but just there as depth. Yeah, depends on the game, of course. I think especially during the group stage where they won't be seeing a lot of difficult opponents, a lot of tough opponents. I think he's going to take uh some uh, significant playing, t- playing time as a backup center, of course. But uh, as they, if they if they progress in the in the tournament, I think he's not going to see a lot of minutes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the way you described it, I think fits his his role in the upcoming tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot he's 6'10", at least listed as 6'10", a smaller than, it's basically the second biggest at Tedekumpo, right? The Nasus and Alex, at least so far, Alex, a little bit shorter than that. Um, so interesting to think. I, I feel like he's, Costas is the one I'm least familiar with in terms of all four, because obviously the only one who hasn't, I mean, Alex hasn't played yet for the Bucks, but, um, and both went to Dominican, but at least we got to see Alex playing against the Herd in the G League. Uh, Costas just really did not play as much. So exciting to see that a little bit. I guess let's move then to Alex, the other uh, younger Atetokounmpo. You know, there's a lot of players fighting for that last spot. What is your thought on his prospects to make the team? Just being that he is so young, although, of course, the Atetokounmpo family now does figure very prominently into Greek basketball, and maybe we'll see the team lean into that a little bit more uh, now that, you know, Rick Pitino is gone. Um, do you think, too, that Alex making it could be a signal as well that, you know, the Greek team is really kind of, as the Bucks seem to be, leaning toward uh, favoring the Atetokounmpo's? Uh, let's say that I would be really surprised if he makes the team. I think, um, so they announced that 23-man uh, roster, a preliminary roster for the um, for the upcoming tournaments and for the friendly games, the preseason games as uh, they are known. So they they also called five, four or five young players. He's one of uh, the younger the younger players, the youngest players in the squad. Um, I think it would be nice for him 
for uh, to add some experience and to train with um, uh, with his brothers and with uh, professional players. But I really don't see uh, him making the team. I think um, even even from the young players that uh, they called, he's not the best out of them. So there's a spot. Uh, realistically, there is a single spot to be taken. Uh, as you mentioned before, 11, play, 11 players are pretty much locked in. in. So, yeah, I, I really don't see him playing. But it will be interesting to see if they select him. I think uh, it will be really interesting and it will, be, uh, it will cause a lot of talk. I have to ask, I just realized I, I hadn't earlier looked at the full 23-man roster because and we're going to dive into you know some of the players that you expect to figure more prominently. We have kind of a drama alert. So Panos Kalidzikis is on the that roster. Yorgos is not, which I, I thought Yorgos. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I can't say I'm very familiar with how people look at Panos uh, around the world. But I would have figured Yorgos getting picked in the draft, playing a little bit, showing some stuff in the G League, certainly. Uh, when he was over here, would maybe get him a spot. Were you surprised to not see him? Or is there like an injury or something that I'm missing? I was a little surprised. I don't think he's injured. Uh, but between the two, I think Panos deserved it more. He played uh, in Lithuania, I think. And he was very good, actually. He was on loan there. Uh, you can do that here in Europe. You can loan a player out for a, for a season. Uh, so... Uh, he actually performed uh, very well, and um, therefore he is now here. Um, I don't know why they, they didn't call uh, Georgios. I think uh, it'd be very interesting to see him. Uh, but um, let me tell you, I think Panos has realistic chances to be in the final in the final roster. So what you're saying is the Bucks did not use that pick very well. I don't know. I don't know, actually, because the game is pretty much similar. They are twins uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, so the game and their bodies and everything is very similar. But I think he his decision to stay one more season in Europe and work on his game really uh, helped him. Uh, so he's deservedly here. I don't know if they wanted to draft uh, the other brother and... <laughs> And they mess it up. Uh, I don't know <laughs> because they're trains at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, I think he deserves to be here. Is it a, a Dylan Brooks, Marshawn Brooks situation uh, where their trades are getting canceled? Because one of, they, my, one of my favorite tweets of all time was Network saying somebody trying to trade with the Suns, and the Suns are like, "We'll give you cough, cough, Dragic," because they had Zlatan at the time as well, or Zoran. It's not Zlatan. Uh, Zoran Dragic at the time as well. That's. One of my one of my favorite uh, NBA brother mix-ups too. Although the Brooks guys weren't brothers, I think they were just two players named Brooks. Yeah, they just said the same yeah. last name. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Uh, they just said, "Oh, we'll take Kalitzikis." Uh, sure, we'll just guess fifty <laughs> fifty. Um, one more player I wanted to ask about who may not be on the team. Who I just it was actually in the FIBA article of the. The roster, who apparently is a pretty promising young player, Yorgos Tanoulis, who apparently was impressive at the under-20 uh, Euro Championship. I know he's also a big guy, so maybe that's a little more difficult with 
Giannis, Papianis, and Costas all factoring in. But do you think he could have a shot as well? He had a great season. Uh, he's considered one of the better um, youngsters, the, one of the better talents that we have right right now. Uh, I don't think um, he has a lot of chances uh, to be featured in the last roster. Yeah. He, uh, he used to play for a team in my city as well before he moved to Patra. Uh, so I watched him a couple, a couple of times. But um, yeah, he's promising. Uh, I don't think he's going to make the, the, the final roster, but the fact that he's there and he uh, trains with a with a squad is very uh, is a very nice sight, and we'll see we'll see. I think he will have a nice career. We might hear his name for the NBA at, at some point. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if he intends to uh, participate in the draft or anything. I'm just assuming, like. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's very promising. How many of the uh, the players have you gotten to see live over there? Uh. Most of them, most of them, because um, most of them play in the Greek League. Uh, so I get to see them when they travel to Thessaloniki, my city, uh, when, when they play here against the teams here. So I've seen most of them. Of course, I haven't seen Yanis yet, which is um, very sad. And uh, I, uh, Someday, someday. Someday, someday, yeah, someday, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen most of them, yeah. 99% of them might actually be just Giannis that I haven't watched live. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Saving they, the best for last. Is there any shot they play in Greece at all between the qualifiers and, and Eurobasket this year? No, because uh, I don't think they're a host for either. No, no. They will play some friendlies, though. Oh, yeah. uh, some preseason games in Athens. Uh, the Acropolis tournament uh, is going to take place there. And right. a game against Spain, which is actually this Tuesday. Now that's exciting. Do we know yet? I know. I think it's. I'm sure it'll be different. Obviously, over by you versus us. But is that one where we expect ESPN to cover, or was that for more for EuroBasket than? That? I think that's for more for EuroBasket. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, it will be covered by the uh, by ERT, who's the national broadcaster here. So it might be available online because they uh, they do they do stream their games uh sometimes that'd be, that'd be uh, awesome free. well definitely so it'll, it'll be people will be able to find it yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll leave it at that yeah yeah so that is august 9th which i believe is tuesday so it's it is so that 7 p.m over by you and 11 yeah, a.m uh, over here yeah it's 11 a.m central time yeah that is going to be a fun a fun day game we'll definitely have to see how we can stream that and how wonder if we could finagle a playback if it's going to be streamed somewhere that could be interesting we'll see, um, yeah we'll see what we can do about we'll that. see what we can uh, do yeah eugene uh who do you think is going to get the final spot oh um it depends if they want to choose a point guard or if they want to have another winger um, uh, don't pull a jordan tresky just give me an answer <laughs> <laughs> i don't know as i said kalaizakis could be a guy um Bohoridis, who's a guard and he played for Panathinaikos in the EuroLeague, is another guy. Uh, he's a guard. And uh, maybe Lunzis or, um, or Kuzelru. These are the guys I would choose. But I think most likely is uh, Bohoridis or, um, or Kalaizakis. Yeah. 
Or maybe Kasselakis, who's another winger as well. Oh, is that Leonidas? Yes, yes. Gotcha. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I think just based on you being more familiar with and and being able to watch most of these guys live, and I think we'll probably end up running through all of the players that you highlighted as as ones to watch, but who is outside of, you know, Giannis Thanasis, the rest, kind of the most impressive either to watch or skill-wise player that you identify on this Greek team. So who, you know, if you're a Bucks fan, you're not really familiar, maybe you've maybe you saw like Kalaitis play once a couple of years ago for the Grizzlies, but otherwise not familiar with most of these players, who do you think would pop the most to to a typical like basketball fan? So, an obvious answer is Papagianis. I think he has improved a lot. I think he uh, he he has turned into a great center. Uh, then you have uh, Tyler Dorsey, uh, who um, really had a great season uh, this year with uh, Olympiacos, and uh, he will feature at the shooting guard position. I think he's going to be a starter, most likely. Uh, and um, yeah, Kalafis and Slukas are the other two guys that are going to be out there the most. Uh, other guys that I mentioned in my in my article as well. Um, yeah, but especially Papayanis and Dorsey, I think they're going to be the most crucial players. If they play well, I think Chris has a lot of, a lot of um, potential to do, to do great. It's interesting you say that. Uh, like, obviously, the two you mentioned, Papayanis, Tyler Dorsey, those are going to be the two with the most like NBA experience uh, in that regard. Obviously, Yorgos Drafts had played with the Kings for a while. Tyler Dorsey, who's going to be a two-way with the Mavs, uh, just obviously with also Giannis and Thanasis. But like just aside from those two, uh, it's funny. Like you mentioned, Nicolaitis, uh, he's going to be um, featured. Uh, this is, I, I mentioned before we started recording that I have a hot take. I'm sorry. I do not want to see Nicolaitis pound the ball like for the entire shot clock every single possession. I've seen enough of that over the years, and I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. Every time I see this man play basketball, I like a little part of me dies. <laughs> I feel like this is an affront to a legendary Greek player. I think Eugene. I know that's why I apologize I for the, for his statue. I don't know if that's acceptable for you to say here, Rohan. Yeah, uh, let me tell you something about Kalafis. <laughs> He can be devastating at times, okay? He's not a great scorer, not a great shooter, but he's a traditional European point guard. He will play the pick and roll. He will do what he has to do in order to create for his teammates. When his shots falls, that's always a nice thing. It doesn't happen a lot, but uh, he's still important to the Greek team especially because he's a good defender as well. Um, he's a nice two-way guard. Nothing too crazy, nothing to go crazy about. I know sometimes he can be really devastating, as I said before, but um, he's still important for the, for the Greek team. Do you- it's just, I, I've seen over the years, sorry, Ty, uh, but like... Sure. Like he, he's a good, he's a good organizer. He's a good like playmaker on the court. That's like, I obviously can see that and respect that. 
it's just like I feel like whether it's the coaching staff or him as a player in previous years, I know we'll talk about it, but uh, the uh, not Bucks, the the Greek national team is really upgraded in terms of their coaching staff this yeah. uh, for this run. But I just they gave him too much leeway, and that's just that's my opinion. I've watched a lot of these games over the past like decade almost. It's just it's a it's a lot. It's a lot of him, and it's just like every time he looks up, looks off Giannis, a part of me dies. <laughs> I actually just following that, I did want to ask, you know, your thoughts. And obviously we haven't really gotten to see this group play yet, and we will starting next week, but you know, do you expect with the new coach, who we sh- we should certainly talk about as well, that we will maybe see a better integration of Giannis? I know you also mentioned in your write-up, you know, some of the difficulties of, you know, kind of having less space, both due to the players around him and just the rules and the way that that European basketball is played as well as, you know, the kind of the gather step going away. That obviously is a big deal for Giannis, you know, but even with all that said, do you expect to see maybe more Giannis featured than some of the teams in years past? Whereas Rohan says, I do think a lot of Bucks fans probably pulled their hair out watching this superstar player in, in the NBA, kind of not an afterthought, but certainly not featured as much as you would expect, given how good, we, how great we know he is. Yeah, I think the most important thing and the most interesting things this um in this euro basket will be to see how they actually use Yanis. um in the past uh it felt like there was not a lot of creativity around him and around the way they could use him they could um uh, how they could um uh build the game around him and if they could do that uh, I think it will be really interesting to see, and, it, and it's a big challenge for the coach as well, for Dimitris Ituris, uh, to prove that he can actually work with a superstar like Giannis and to make sure they um, actually use him uh, in a way that is uh, very beneficial for the team, um, but for the for Giannis himself as well. Um, I hope they find a way to utilize him uh, in a way that... Um, they don't actually uh in the way that they help him um uh, bring the game closer to his um but to his capabilities to his abilities and um yeah because at the past it felt like they were they were struggling uh, getting him in rhythm they were struggling getting him to um go to his spots uh, so yeah i think it will be really interesting to see if they can if they can achieve that this year. Yeah, it just felt like in years past, we've seen the only time Giannis ever get the ball to try and create offense for himself and his teammates is this he gets the re- offensive rebound off a miss or he gets the defensive rebound and brings it up the floor himself and does not pass the ball. Like he, he has to go and get the ball to be able to create an offense and to be able to be a focal point of an offense when – He's clearly the best player on the roster. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This man is the best basketball player in the entire world. Like, obviously, he's the best player on the Greek national team or any national team. He would be the best player. Like, it's, it's, I don't know, like, it's ridiculous what's happened in years past. But like you mentioned, the new coaching staff, also a member of the new coaching staff we've mentioned before, Josh Oppenheimer, an assistant with the Milwaukee Bucks and basically Giannis's personal coach, is going to be joining or has joined, I should say. Uh, the staff of the Greek national team. And that could lead to better inter- better integration of Giannis. 
because obviously, you know, those two work a lot together. Uh, but it remains to be seen, which is why, uh, like, the first game on Tuesday against that friendly is going to be so, so interesting because I really, really want to see how this team plays. And, uh, like, it's starting to resemble, like, this team you mentioned in your article about how this team has, is so talented around Giannis, better than anything that's been in the past. Uh, like, you get a legit center like Pape Giannis who can be, like, a, uh, like a stalwart in the paint and also just, like, clean up boards, be a defensive monster, you get a guy who can be sort of a creator in Tyler Dorsey. And obviously, you have a two-way guard in Nikolaitis, and then Giannis just being Giannis. Like, you're starting to see, like, okay, we have a lot more talent. We have a lot more uh, creativity. We have a lot more shooting. We have a lot more defense around Giannis. That's going to probably unlock the best version of Giannis that we've seen for Greek basketball. Yeah, and um, a big factor why that's a thing it's because the guys that are around Yanis are some of them are on, on their best um selves like uh, if you look at Lucas uh, he had his best season in his career scoring wise if you look at Dorsey the same if you look at Baba Yanis the same they are everyone is in a nice pot uh then you have traditional guys that can always do some things right in Kalathis, Papa Nicolau and other guys like like these so I think that would be a very important, a very important factor uh, for the backs. And of course, you have a new coach, um, a guy that is actually uh, proven in a European level. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to see this team. I think they have a lot of potential, but they will have to do a ton of work, a ton of work, because there are teams out there that are very greedy, that are very uh, strong, and they should not underestimate anyone. I was going to say, I mean, we've already, or I don't, I think they start with Spain, who Spain seems like obvious, always, every year, every, every yeah, competition yeah. is going to have a great team. But, you know, when you see France at some point between Gobert and Wembiana, that's quite the deal. And Embiid. Huh? Embiid. Yeah, Embiid. I mean, and uh, he most likely he won't be there. Uh, oh, it's not in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but next, least, next next international competition. Yes, yes, in the World Cup, he yeah. will be there most likely. That'll be that'll be a, a fun one. Um, France, Rudy Gobert is is a different beast. Plus, you'll get like Sabonis, Valanciunas, um, and then of course Jokic. When we see Serbia, Jokic is going to be there. Unfortunately, I just saw actually a couple of the freshly drafted Serbian players won't make it, which is unfortunate. Their teams. Did not allow them, which is a little surprising. I think one of them, uh, one was hurt, I believe, right? Um, so I think it's Jovic and uh, yeah. Poku, uh, the two guys that were not given permission yeah. to play, which I think is uh, not very nice, considering yeah. they, they had an opportunity to feature in a very good Serbian team. They could really benefit out of, out of that, but the teams, for some reason, didn't give permission uh, i don't get it uh, i don't think it's fair but uh serbia will be without uh bogdanovic as well yeah uh, who got injured there yeah 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 but they still have a very tough squad Wait, which one bogdan. serbia ah uh, bogdan yeah yeah okay. bojan plays bojan is for croatia yeah oh croatia, yes, yeah. yes yes 
Yeah, two. that was I. I thought they were brothers when they when I first learned about them, yeah. and then I looked it up one day, and it's like, oh, they are literally not even from the same country. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get it mixed up. Which one? Croatia is in Greece's uh, group, so he's probably going to face Giannis. Uh, but yeah, Serbia have a very very tough squad. In in fact, they are my other team to watch. I think they have the potential to go to the end. They have. Jokic, of course, but they have other um, EuroLeague legends. Uh, Misic and uh, Kalinic are always very tough. They have Bielica. Uh, they have Teodosic, who is old, but yeah, he's still... Uh, he, can still he can still play, mate. It's just yeah, a yeah, squad, yeah. man. When you consider they're yeah. going to be without Bogdan plus the two young guys, and they still have that many players. Plus they still have a very tough team. Jokic at the center of it all. I, I do think it'll be for the Greek team's benefit to have the true center next to Giannis, just going up against all of those big guys. I mean, we've seen Giannis can excel anywhere, but you know, even if the spacing isn't ideal, especially in, in European ball with Papianis out there with him, I think defensively, they're going to look to be pretty formidable with those two guys. I guess, uh, assuming they start at the four and five, which it's, which would make sense to me, we'll see You know how Thanasis factors into the starting lineup. Maybe he's a, a reserve. Not really sure how they've used him in the past, but... Giannis and Papianis, although the name thing just makes it, you know, makes it sound almost like some sort of a bad lead into a joke. I do think that's going to be a really fun four or five for this Greek team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you also, I, I don't think we mentioned Luca. Is 
he's he's going to be there. Slovenia, um, like you mentioned in your article, Eugene, like Giannis, Jokic, Luka, these are some like top ten, three, yeah, top yeah. ten at least. Slovenia is five, top yeah. five basketball players in the world, definitely. So it's ridiculous, ridiculous amount of competition. Giannis is gonna he's gonna have some competition out there. Like he's obviously he's the best one. But people are going to be coming for his title. Like, Luka is a guy who wants to prove it on the biggest stage uh, for his country. Like, uh, Jokic is a guy who wants to prove it on the biggest stage for his country. Obviously, Giannis does as well. Like, these are all three super, super uber-talented uh, players who are just want to show out for their country. Like, they all take the national teams ever so seriously. All of these guys do. So it's going to be a very, very, very fun Eurobasket competition. I'm, I'm very excited. I've been excited for this since the season ended. Yeah, and keep in mind, Slovenia is are the reigning champions, and they will be looking to to keep their their title. And they have a strong squad as well. They have uh, Luka, they have Dragic, of course. Um, they are very tough team, and they have a lot a lot of good role players around around Luka. Yeah, yeah. Just the the way I remember them playing last time is just it felt like a team that sort of had Spain-esque chemistry where it's just like everyone knew exactly what they needed to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. how to fit around each other, how to fit around the stars. And they just, it was perfect cohesion between them. Like Slovenia is like, like you mentioned, reigning champs. You don't want to mess with Yeah, yeah. As, exactly as you described it, they are a team that have, Yoki, yeah, sorry, Luka as their, as their star. They obviously have Dragic. They don't have a lot of stars around, around them, but they are a very good role players. They know what they are, they have to do and yeah they can kill you in 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 their in their day they are very dangerous for sure um i'm checking now so let's run through the teams that the bucks actually play real quick while we're doing a little bit of opposition intel or see i eugene did it too earlier in fairness i did it too we've all yeah Yeah. Um, we're so used to saying (laughs) bucks 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 is it? I think I've got the correct roster. I'm a little surprised. I don't recognize that many players on the Spanish team. So that's who uh, – I almost said Milwaukee this time. That's who uh, Greece will play first. Um, so maybe not as difficult as you would typically expect to see uh, for, for the World Cup roster? Or am I, am I not looking correctly here? No, they. it's not the traditional Spanish power that – it used to be in the past, uh, but they still have a tough roster. You know, most of the guys there are uh, EuroLeague uh, players. Um, then you have the Juan, Juan and Gomez brothers. Uh, so we do get the movie star. I wasn't sure if he yeah. was on the team or not. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. But they are still a traditional power. You know, you can never underestimate Spain. It's like the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Before two years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then so after that, they play Spain twice to kick off. So that's that's the one starting next week. They play Spain. These are the friendlies. So these are not actual World Cup yeah, qualifiers, yeah. just kind of tuning up. Then I believe the whole Acropolis tournament is also friendlies, not not ranked games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's Poland, Georgia, and Turkey. Yeah, so we get to see Mamu versus Yanis. That's exciting. And Ersan? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That, he, uh, I don't think. Where did he play this season? Did he play? Um. Did he play overseas? I don't know. I don't remember. No one knows where Ersan is. Uh, yeah. I'll try and look that up here. Um. 
No, it says he last played for Utah. Oh, yeah, he played for the Bulls and then Utah, right? But this was last season. Yeah, that was two seasons ago now, yeah. 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 So maybe not. I don't know, but I haven't seen... I haven't seen their their roster to be honest with you. He might be there. I can check it out now. I don't think they have announced it yet. I'm guessing we probably won't recognize too many players with Bucks ties on Poland's team, but uh, uh, that should be a game that uh, Greece Greece performs well in. I would yeah, imagine. yeah, yeah. I don't think they have a lot of star players there. And uh, oh, we will see. Oh, oh, actually, the Turkey team is is funky. Jetty Osman and Shink. They have a good seven. team. Korkmaz, yeah, that's a that's a squad. Say Larkin. You oh, can't yeah, say Omer Yurtsevin and say they have a squad. Come on, man. Yurtsevin was like the fourth name I said. I know. <laughs> fair. That's fair. You know what? You said, that, you said they have a squad for like Slovenia and Serbia. You can't. You can't include. Freaking over yurts of it and say they have a squad. Hey, just wait until he's uh, in a KD trade, man. You'll you'll see. You'll see the light on Omer. Uh, how does he get to play, but Jovic doesn't? I think that shows you how the, the Miami Heat, Heat. I think that shows you how the Miami Heat prioritized those two young players. Also, I do think Jovic missed some of summer league with an injury, so they could at least say they're being precautionary, even if he's probably feeling better. It's been like a month. But, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who knows what the Heat do nowadays? Yeah. Um, so, and then other teams that Greece will for sure play. Serbia, which we already outlined, that's going to be a hell of a game. That may be, may be the one to circle on the calendar, at least that we know about. And then Belgium, which probably less so. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you wrote here that if they win both, then World Cup is looking really good. Are there yeah. scenarios where they can lose to Serbia and still make the World Cup? Yeah, look, Serbia is considered the, one of the favorites in the group, in the World Cup qualifier group, but they are, have a record of one and three. So they have three losses and one win. Greece has three wins and one loss. And um, that's mainly because, okay, during the World Cup, Cup qualif- qualifiers uh, windows, uh, most of the stars don't play. So Jokic wasn't there, let's, for example. So the team is not as strong in the windows where they play the qualifiers. So, yeah, if they manage to beat uh, Serbia and they play in Serbia as well, which is going to be very interesting, the atmosphere is going to be great. Uh, so, yeah, if they win Serbia and if they win Belgium and they improve the record to 5-1, and one, I don't think it will be very difficult for them to not qualify. So even if they lose uh, from Serbia, they still have... Um, uh, good chances since the, I think the three top teams uh, in the group uh, qualify. So, how many, how many games are there in total? Uh, yeah, so I think it's now game day seven and eight. I think there are still to be played six games. Uh, so these two and four more. Uh, later in 2022 but i don't exactly remember when so this is there's this window each window is nine days long there's also one in november uh so that one we probably again won't see stars for because that is that is nba season and then Mm -hmm. finally in in february 2023 Um, yeah so so it'll be these will be the only qualifier games then at least the only ones left where we will see 
the Giannis's, the Jokic's, etc. So mm-hmm. yeah, it would certainly be nice if if Giannis could help Greece bank two wins, but even getting one, they should have a pretty good shot then, like you said, yeah, of, yeah. of making sure they get to that World Cup. Yeah, they do, they do. Because the competition is not that um, it's not that great. Uh, I think they have great chances. And then after after those World Cup qualifiers, then it's then it's the big de- then it's the big tourney. We got finally Eurobasket will arrive. Is September eighteenth, right? It starts mm, September first. First, first, first. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it ends on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Greece plays uh, their first game in the September second, I think. September two. Yeah. So okay. so. so September 2nd, Bef- so like beginning of September even, is when Eurobasket starts. Before we even go deeper in here, I just want Eugene, if you could explain to listeners like the importance of Eurobasket. Because I think American sports in general, we're not great at one, international tournaments outside of like the Olympics. And two, just like understanding, you know, not it's not an NBA thing. It's not the Olympics. It's just kind of in between. So we'd just love you to kind of speak to like what is Eurobasket and why – you know, why is it so important to these players and, and fans? It is very important. Uh, in fact, uh, Eurobasket uh, was one of the main reasons why Greece uh, began to uh, really love uh, basketball um, at the at first place. Uh, in 1987, uh, I think it was, uh, Greece won the Eurobasket. And that was a very significant moment because after then, uh, basketball became a huge part uh, for um, Greek people and they really fell in love with basketball. This was mainly the period where every house started having like hoops and um, Europeans take a lot of pride in winning the, the Eurobasket. It's a big deal for us. Um, it's a very important tournament uh, so yeah, I think it's it's not as important as the Olympics, of course, um, but uh, it's still a very big deal uh, for us. Looking to medal for the first time in the the honest era of the team. So you you spelled him out here. I'm not going to pretend like I knew this coming in, but as you mentioned, they won uh, Eurobasket in '87 and then 2005, silver medal in '89. And then bronze medals in 2009 and 1949, which is a long way. But you can kind of see there pretty much, right, like two cores, 87 and 89, and then 05 and 09. So it would be awesome if, you know, this could be a year that Greece kind of starts another era like that. So Eurobasket and Rohan, do you have any – I know you were leading in when I rudely interrupted you to to go into Eurobasket in general. What, What were your thoughts or what were you going to come in with? I was just going to explain like the format of the tournament, yeah. so I'm glad you I'm glad you did that. Uh, so, like Eugene laid out here, uh, it's a it's a group stage sort of format. There's groups, and then you, once you advance past your group, you move into a single elimination tournament. Uh, in Greece's group, we have the Czech Republic. Uh, uh, wait, no, it's going to be no, in no, the Czech no. Republic, Georgia, Germany, and Italy. Sorry, my brain's working faster than my mouth. <laughs> uh, in the actual group uh, for Greece, it's going to be Ukraine. Great Britain, uh, Estonia, Italy, and Croatia, uh, who are in the group. You have to be uh, one of the top four teams in each group to progress past the group stage. Uh, and that is determined via points based on you play everyone in your group. Like, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're familiar like with tournaments and sort of like a World Cup style Olympic uh, competition, it's the same sort of format. Once you advance past the group stage, like I mentioned, you'll go into a single elimination tournament where it's just like, you know, you, you got to win them all and to win gold. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how Greece comes out of there. In this current group, uh, Greece has to be the favorite, right? Yeah, they are. They definitely are. Like, uh, obviously, like other teams have had better teams in the past. Like Italy's had solid teams in the past. We we talked about uh, Croatia. Uh, they're no. not even going to have Bojan. Uh, it's no, no, it's they, really they, have, they have Bojan. I think Bog is the one who's out. Yeah, I yeah. just I'm just going to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, I think Italy and Croatia are will be the main competitors for the group. But I think, yeah, I think Greece. Um, are the, is a favorite, and uh, I'll be really surprised uh, if they don't end up first. But it's possible, you never know. They might actually not play well, and uh, some other team um, ends up first. But uh, I think they have the best chances to be first, yeah. Apologies to our guy, Maggio. <laughs> You've got to imagine... You've got to imagine, I mean, even if they're not first, you would think getting out of this group should be, you know, you don't want to say easy, but very, very attainable, right? You only have to finish top four, which means even if Italy and Croatia were somehow better, Greece just needs to beat out two of Estonia, Ukraine, and Great Britain. And no disrespect to any of those countries, but I would not expect their basketball squads to really compare that strongly to, uh, to the other ones here. Yeah, and, and I think uh, it's easy to qualify for sure to the next round, but first place is going to be very important in this group because in the next round, they will be playing uh, the teams that will qualify from Serbia's um, uh, group, which is Group D, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you don't want to end up third and uh, or fourth, sorry, and play with Serbia, who are most likely will end up uh, first in their group so you really want to avoid them in the first round great britain has not announced the roster yet croatia certainly not a slouch between bojan hazonia ivica zubats is uh, i think a good player they've got saric as well um, oh i thought that said pekovic that's perkovic different player um, that was going to surprise me a bit um, but certainly i think that i would expect them to maybe be the the biggest competition but you never know yeah, italy yeah. with gallo could be a, a challenge as well luigi yeah. Datomi. i remember his name from somewhere We've seen, we've watched a lot of international basketball time That's no i think i think yeah. nba i think he was on I think he was on a team for maybe part of a season. They also I have Nicola Murray and, and Nico Manny and a couple te- a couple guys on Team Italy who have who have come over to the states. But oh, he played for the Pistons and Celtics for there two it is. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so then, yeah, I, I think the Group D matchups will be interesting. That one is they kind of gave Serbia, I think a real leg up with their group stage. It's them, the Netherlands, Finland, Poland, the Czech Republic, and Israel. You've got to yeah. imagine Serbia might might not lose a game at all there. Yeah, yeah. I think first place is locked there. <laughs> and then group B is Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, Lithuania, France, and another country, BJ. That's a, 
Hungary. Oh, it's, uh, no, it's B. It's like BNH. It's Bosnia and Herzegovina. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's then, a very tough group. Yeah, that's a tough group for sure. Uh, and then Group A is Montenegro, Georgia, Spain, Bulgaria, Belgium, and Turkey. So Mamu's going to have his work cut out for him with Spain, but and Turkey. But yeah, we I think Georgia will have a pretty solid shot of of advancing at least to the knockout stage here. Yeah, they could definitely progress. Both places wide open. <laughs> it's it's so funny. It's just like. There's there's six teams in a group and just two don't advance. Like that just it feels so bad if you don't advance past the group stage. Like <laughs> yeah. it's gotta feel terrible, right? Yeah, just, I assume it has to. It had to. It, it definitely has to. So like you just you gotta rethink your entire basketball structure if that happens. So Greece is in C and Serbia is in D. So C1, so if you win C, you get to play D4, which is certainly a big deal. But yeah. if you come in second in C, that's when you could end up seeing D1 uh, earlier than the semifinals. So yeah, certainly winning, winning Group C would be a big deal for Greece, as you outlined previously. Yeah, it, it will definitely be. It's very important. Winning the first place is very important. They shouldn't take it lightly and say, yeah, we can progress. Uh, yeah. uh, it's very easy to progress. No, you have to win the first, uh, the first place. Yeah, well, good thing if, uh, their guy once said, don't play with our food. Well, seriously, I mean, you look at... So you <laughs> only, the only one you would see if you win your group is A1. So assuming Spain, but who knows... Um, whereas if Greece comes in second, they could end up seeing the winner of D or B, uh, or both. So that's, you know, Slovenia and Serbia having to get through both to get to the, the finals. Uh, that is certainly not an easy path. No, not, not at all. No, no. So excitement wise, you know, what matchup are you most excited for? And I'm assuming that it's. Eurobasket over World Cup qualifiers just because qualifiers is only a couple of games and you know one of them is is not as competitive as the other although the Spain game should be a good one to watch or the Serbia game excuse me yeah I think this game the Serbian the, the game against Serbia is going to be very interesting because we are going to see how strong Serbia really is and it's going to be uh, very um, significant uh, in uh, in seeing how Greece is going to play against tough teams. See if they uh, utilize Yanis uh, and uh, see how they act under pressure. Um, so yeah, especially when you have a guy against Jokic uh, and seeing how they decide to defend. Uh, against him is also going to be very important. So, yeah, I think I'm excited for uh, every matchup, honestly, because I haven't, uh, we haven't watched um, the Greek national team in a while. Um, uh, but definitely when, when guys are with, like Jokic or Luca are involved, I'm all in for. 100%. Um, do you think, what kind of role do you think, and I, I can't believe Rohan didn't work this question in earlier. What kind of role do you think Thanasis will have? I was on, getting on to the it. Team? Okay, I'm sorry. Well, you, you uh, ask then. You ask it your way. I mean, you, this is it's how, already been asked. This is how I assume you would ask it. So, is Thanasis going to be the first option or the second option 
for the Greek national team is what the question I assumed you would work in within five minutes. So I'm proud of you for restraining yourself, Rohan. It's okay, I'm his twin, remember? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on him how quickly he's going to be fouled out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, you know, I think about Thanasis. People love him here in, in Greece, especially in the Greek team, because Good. he is greedy. He brings energy. They call him Thanasis the Elevator at the Dokumbo. Yeah. There's, there's big merch potential there. There's big merch potential with the Nasus, the elevator. I will say that. <laughs> it is. So it's a Greek a journalist, Vagelis uh, Ioannou, who uh, is the uh, uh, spokesperson for uh, the Greek games. And he came up with that. And it's been like he, he's, uh, his national team uh, nickname. Um, but I think he, he's going to have an important role. I've seen him improve with the backs. I think he's a different player compared to when he left from Europe. Uh, hopefully, uh, he he helps the team in the way that he can by bringing the energy, by uh, driving, not driving, by cutting to the to the basket. Um, yeah, I, I think he can be very, very helpful, especially defensively. Yeah, especially like in this sort of competition where it's it's a lot more physical. Uh, you can get a, I don't want to say get away with, but like obviously there's one less foul, but you can probably he's probably going to not have, be called for as many fouls. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, in theory, yes. It's um, as long uh, as he doesn't hack guys trying to chase him down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think he can um, as you mentioned get away with some parts he was physical uh when he was in europe and i think this environment uh, is closer to what he used to uh play in in greece in Panathinaikos and in euroleague so he'll be more um familiar uh with the physicality here uh so i don't think he's going to be called for a lot of fouls but you know at the end of the day, it's Thanasis. He always is going to hack uh, some guys. He uh, he will. Um, you, it's foul. called not giving up on a play. That's what it's called. It's not called <laughs> yeah, hacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting I the agree. tone. All yeah. That. So if, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was gonna mention again that I love the eight. You can go. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to see. I hope we get some lineups, too, with multiple of the Atenecumbros. I think that's always fun to see when, when they get to play together. Any idea, or at least what you would think or what you would what you would like to see for the starting five? That's what I was going to ask you. So, you know, maybe the four, is it the four players you highlighted and Giannis, or, or do you see someone else potentially sliding in? Yeah, I think it's going to be something between the lines of Kalafis at the point guard position and Dorsey at the shooting guard. At uh, small forward position, I think Papa Nicolau is going to start. Not, uh, I didn't mention him, but yeah, he. Yeah, you had Slokas was the other one that you. Yeah, out. yeah, Slokas is going to be the backup uh, shooting guard, the backup guard in general. He plays both positions. Um, uh, at number four, Yanis, of course, and Papa Yanis at uh, the at the five. I think this is going to be the uh, starting lineup. Uh, we'll see. We'll see when the friendly start. What's the, the quick breakdown on Papa Nicolau? Um, very, experience, very experienced guy. Used to play in the NBA as well, in the Rockets, if I'm not mistaken. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, he's slow nowadays, isn't he? Yeah, he's not, he's not the most athletic guy. He's the definition of a 3 and D guy, basically. He plays some nice defense. He's experienced uh, uh, with a Greek team. Uh, he's been with a Greek team for a lot of, uh, for many years. Uh, yeah, he's a good worker. Uh, guy, guy that you want to have in your squad. He does, uh, he basically defends and yeah, he, he's a shooting threat. He played uh, a year for the Rockets and then a year for the Nuggets as well, actually, uh, back in 14, 15, and 15, 16 in the NBA. So still just 32, but maybe uh, the Greek slow-mo, according to Rohan, anyway. It's just, like, that's not, that's not even, like, in jest or anything. Like, from what I remember uh, from watching him with the Greek national team, it's just, like, he's, like you mentioned, the experience helps in terms of, like, he knows how to play off of other guys really well. Uh, he's not going to be, like... And Nick Kalathis and just pound the ball or whatever. No, no, no. hatred for Kalathis seeps through the screen. <laughs> it's just, I, just, yeah. I just don't like it. Look, this lineup is not going to be quick, it's not going to be very athletic. When you have Yanis in your lineup, it is pretty much, it's very athletic. But yeah, we have Kalathis, who is not the quickest player in, in the in planet Earth. When you have Papanikolaou, when you have Papa Petru, not Papa Petru, sorry, Papa Yanis and Yanis in the in the lineup. It's not going to be the quickest lineup. Uh, it's also not going to be the most athletic lineup. But uh, they can do some things right. Defense is their number one priority. It it has always been with Greece. And I think that if they're going to win a medal this year, they're going to do it through defense first. And um, that's what they are betting on. Uh, that's a strong. Um, uh, what that's a strong. Uh, strong suit. Bar. Yeah, yeah. So I think Rohan. I, I have. I'm gonna make. I have something left. But do you have any any last questions on the Greek team here, before uh, before we wrap? Where do you think? Where do you realistically see them finishing? That was gonna. I, well, I was gonna really <laughs> press him more and say, is this is this a year for gold or what? But yeah, that was what I was thinking as well. Okay, um, it's uh, definitely the year where it seems most possible for Greece to win something. But because there are very good teams out there and teams that are really strong, I think it's going to be a very competitive tournament in general. Um, I wouldn't say uh, I'm sure they're going to win something. No. Uh, it's going to be tough to win uh, even a bronze medal. Uh, they have to be at the top of their game every night in order to win something. We still have to see how they operate under the new coach, how they work with each other. Uh, I'm hopeful. Um, I think they have good chances, realistically, realistically speaking. Uh, but uh, I want to be down down to earth about it. Um, they should be as well. And um, they should look at each game separately. Uh, but yeah, they have chances, but they have to work really, really hard. Nothing is given. Yeah, it sounds like it'll really start in the, the group stage, you know, getting that one spot and giving themselves a better chance, uh, or at least an easier path later on to 
to a top finish. Certainly, I think almost all Bucks fans, I would imagine, are going to be rooting for Greece above all teams. Probably some for for Georgia as well. Are we are we missing any Bucks players in EuroBasket this year? No, I don't. I don't no, think just, there's anyone. It's just else. the three. Yeah, uh, they don't have many Europeans in general right now. And um, old friend of the uh, of the Bucks. Um, wow, I'm actually blanking on the player's name. The point guard that we loved for Luca. What? Yeah, no, Luca Vildoza. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> Argentinian. I think. Yeah, is he on a team? Is he on there? Are they in? Ty, the, oh, Argentina is not. I always do that. <laughs> I almost asked about Wara too. Sometimes I confuse Europe and the rest of the world, which is a very American thing to say. <laughs> no worries. Is he a no Surge suiting up for the Congo? Like, <laughs> does is Surge play for the Congo? No, I think Serge used to play for Spain. Actually, I was gonna say. I oh, thought you're he right. For Spain, right, but I don't yeah. think he's on this team. I don't think he's, he's not. Yeah. He's not. I forgot about. So that. I win yeah. the surge point. I <laughs> okay. definitely lose the Luca Vildoza point, though. That one I will, I will take the L on. Um, yeah, I think that's all the questions I had. Then I mean, I think I feel a lot more ready now to watch. I didn't remember a ton about the Greek team from tuning in a little bit last time, but I feel like I'm going to watch a lot more this year. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is like. This this is a real squad. Like there's there's no Ersatz players here. Like these this is this real real basketball team that they got going on here. So I'm I'm excited to see how Greece performs. Yeah, I think everyone's excited here in Greece. Uh, we are we were expecting this tournament a long time, and it's going to be very very interesting. Yeah, well, and we'll have you covered here all over at the Eurostep Podcast Network. Uh, thank you, Eugene. Everyone, make sure you go read his article. It's on our Substack, gspn.info. Click the Substack link. You'll find it right there. Uh, make sure you check that out. Give it a read. Make sure you follow Eugene on Twitter, by the way. It's on screen. Uh, go check that out. Make sure you follow him. He's going to be he's gonna be very tuned in. He's, he's our sideline reporter for yeah. Eurobasket. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely be. And we, we'll have him back on the show to talk more as we get to watch some more of these games. The Twitter is at Eugene Horsu, so E-U-G-E-N-E-C-H-O-U-R-S-O-U. Go follow Eugene. Let's get Eugene a million subscribers. There's Giannis, the Nasus, Greek team. And then, like, you know, he's bowling. He's all over the place. So great follow on Twitter. Enjoying the life. Wearing GSPN merch, wherever yeah. he goes. Yeah. GSPN.store.com. Uh but yeah, thank you. Go G. buy your, your GSPN match, guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Ty, we have to wrap the show up. We do. We have a review. Yeah. We, we're not there yet, buddy. I don't. I, are you talking choose your fighter? Is it my yeah, turn? It is. All right. Well, I, I wasn't a good Euro stepper. I didn't have anything prepared, but I do. I did think of one during the episode, so we, we can include Eugene on this too. Um, if you got to be an a player for your national team, so Rohan, I remember you were trying to like parachute into Nepal and qualify for their team. For me, it would be U.S. It would be very difficult. Uh, maybe maybe I can trace some lineage back and, and get Germany. That seems slightly more realistic, but not very realistic. And Eugene, obviously, for Team Greece. What position would you want to play? And I'll just say guard, wing, or big. And just assume if you say big, you grow to 6'11", right? Don't factor in your current height. 
but what position would you like to play most for your team in international competition? I'm a guard, 100%. You would. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Ball in your hands, young guy, flash. I was going to say two. I was going to say a two guard, not even a point guard. Okay. Eh. I I think it would be a, a big. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love centers for some reason. Yeah, never mind. Adam McGee, is, Adam McGee is all in on this now, if he ever listens to this podcast. I think big as well. And especially, I feel like, for international competitions, I feel like the big guys are even more important. Like, dominating the paint matters even more than in the NBA, when obviously there's more of a focus on spacing and ball handling. I think being the big guy would just be awesome. So I'm with Eugene. No one said wing, which is funny, because that's like the the in vogue position now, but we've got Rohan handling. We got twin towers over here, me and Eugene. So <laughs> we're, uh, we're all set to dominate just like team Greece. Hopefully. Yeah. Good choose your fighter tie on the fly. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Last time, last time Eugene was on, we had the, the sparkling water. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. I forgot about, oh, I'm glad. Uh, imagine I say wing and Eugene just roast me for 10 minutes <laughs> on and off pod. Who wants to be a wing? No one. You said we have a review. What's the review? Yeah, it's unhinged. Uh, it is five oh stars, so I'm, I'm going to read it. It's from Snoozy Poo via Apple in, in the US. Five stars, of course. If you want your review read, leave that review on Apple or utilize our review form. It's the Discord form, gspn.info. Or if you leave it on Apple, we'll just find it. But we will read a five star review. The subject is a great way to ignore my grandchildren. And here's the review. I'm just going to try and get through it all in one go here because I don't know if I'll make it through if I take a break to start laughing. These boys bring joy to my life while I have to watch my wretched grandchildren. They yip and yap from the back seat and I yell at them to quiet down while I listen to my Bucks news. Jordan Trashkey is my favorite because he is calm and collected throughout the podcast. Rohan reminds me too much of the grandchildren I'm trying to ignore. What? (laughs) (laughs) Especially since they also don't want to bring Joe Ingles on board. Blah, blah, blah. Adam Magoo is Irish, which reminds me of the rolling green hills of my deepest dreams. Ty Windish in six reminds me of the butcher down the block who gives me his scraps of goat liver for my ducks. Thanks, gentlemen. Just make it longer, please. What? <laughs> Is that a callback to the other review where you... Where I they, think I have been a butcher before, right? Yeah. I think that's not new. I think that is a call. I think there's a few callbacks in here. And uh, I think really just performance art via review. I think that is... That is something. So thank you, Snoozy Poo, for the truly unhinged but appreciated nonetheless. No, that's that's an epic review. That, I can't. I, your reaction. I'm sorry. To, I would, yeah. I'm sorry. I remind you of the grandchildren, but hey, you listening to this, so you must like me somewhat. That is that is awesome. That is a great review. That was great. Yeah. That I don't was, know what to say. That hopefully you know next time. You know, we need an update maybe on the cruising for a bruising feed. We need your thoughts on Andrew Snyder and Eugene as well. Um, I'm sure we can get even more uh, more <laughs> analogies, comparisons, everything else for the rest of our GSPN personalities. 
it's gonna i'm gonna need to think through this for the rest of the day uh, <laughs> so uh, thank you for that review appreciate it and let's wrap this up thank you for listening to this episode of the usf here on the usf podcast network thank you to eugene for joining us uh, make sure you check out that article like i mentioned all our links gspn.info you can find everything you want there make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this watching this leave a rating so you can have a read uh but yeah odd random and we'll talk to you next time Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.